Hello, welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where Atlanteans definitely faked the moon landing. I'm Crispy Kraut. Are you Mr. Jaywit? I'm Maze Hughes. And I am Helion. And we're talking ancient civilizations in sci-fi. How do we want to start uh, going about this, then? Cause... Uh, well, I have the book of Genesis open if we want to start there. Um... I, don't know if that's a... <laughs> I don't know if that's a sci-fi book. Yeah, no. Well, really. Usually it's kind of along those lines when they're describing ancient civilization. It's like, in the beginning, the ancient ones, <laughs> they built the first toilets. In sci-fi, that's the old trope that it always comes to. It's like, there's always this ancient, mysterious civilization that was so far advanced and beyond anything even we can conceive of. That's, that's from beyond known time, and somehow they disappeared. And yeah. so it's like, why, why is it always the mysterious one that they just disappeared? So we're trying to unearth or trying to reestablish uh, the, you know, their civilization or try to figure them out. But if they were so advanced and so powerful, why are they not still around? Why is there no vestige of them left? Yeah. Why is that I, something that we keep seeing? Like we I feel like that that can kind of fall. I feel like that that can fall into one of two categories, either A, just lazy writing because they didn't want to think of anything else, or B, when you actually put into something, put something into that trope where it's like, okay, this is the civilization, this is what is left of them, and this is some of their technology. That's, I feel that that line can be a bit blurred. You get to introduce fantasy sci-fi stuff without having to figure out how that affects the entire society, right? That's the thing, too, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. usually the ancient ones have crazy technology that is outside the setting uh, in terms of what other people have. I mean, yeah. look at the... Um, I'm, I'm thinking of the Mercada from Star uh -huh. Wars, uh, Night's Steel Republic. The yes. Infinite Empire. Yep, they have the Star Forge that is this giant ancient technological achievement, but they're reduced to these primitive tribals living on a ruined world. Even then, they were, they formed the Infinite Empire like 25,000 years before the events of A New Hope, BBY. But before even they conquered the galaxy, there was another race that came before them that somehow in, in, invented like these magical portals that you could open and, tra and travel from world to world on these portals. You didn't even need a ship. And then mm -hmm. when they found the Rakatans, they were so violent and awful and evil they ended up enslaving them and taking their technology and using that to enslave the galaxy and so they as you said they created the sky forge which is this giant massive floating space station in space that could park itself uh over was it a star or a planet crispy i'm trying to remember. When did you uh, say it? a star a star it, it absorbed the energy from a star absorbed the energy from a star and then could create anything they wanted out of it like just ships weapons you name it it just shit them out and yet you know, they were overcome by a rebellion of all these other people, of all the, the little people that they were uh, enslaving. And that, was eventually, also, yeah. and that eventually gave rise to the, the foundation of the Republic a few hundred years later. But it's just, it, it, you keep seeing shit like that. You know, these great old civilizations, they're the ones that founded everything. They're the ones that started and they all just disappeared and fucked up. Or, yeah. or the weird one is, you'll see the ones where like they were so great and powerful and they started and they were technology beyond reason. And then for whatever reason, they decided to just fuck off and disappear from this galaxy or this reality or whatever, you know, they just disappeared. No, I, I do enjoy that trope. I was uh, going to say, I, I don't, I don't mind either of those tropes if they're done well. Um, uh, I, I like example, uh, eclipse phase. Um, you occasionally, in the, the RPG, you occasionally go to different um, planets, depending on the game that you're running. And one of the things that you can do is you can find a, an entire planet where it's actually a, a, uh, a digital VR server, just the entire planet, and there's nobody alive. Oh, damn. Um, That's and interesting. So the, yeah. So the planet is in VR? No, no, no. The, the entire planet... Is just a data center, uh -huh. and then uh, in theory, every single alien plugged themselves in, and then there's nobody around. Later, 
So basically, they uploaded themselves to the cloud, and their, yeah. their civilization has fallen apart as a result because they're in the cloud. Yep. Yep. Okay. So they. So in in a sense, they transcended. Yes. Yeah. Which is a very. I think it's a very fun way of doing it, of handling that. Yeah. See, yeah. I I like the 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 rare occasion where you see one of those where. Like you said, they've they've transitioned for whatever I'll later they transitioned to something new. They're they're no longer technically existing in a form that we can recognize or that we can interact with. I like that. Um I'm trying to think of a no oh. No, it's gone. I, I can think of an example of that actually, although you don't exactly see the ancient civilization in the end of things. It's um the uh spoilers if you haven't seen Interstellar. Um but that kind of comes into play at the end where um, Matthew McConaughey's character goes into this artificially constructed dimension that was built by future humans that have evolved to a point where they can see time and space differently and were able to create something like this so he could go back in time and give his daughter uh, the knowledge she needed in order to allow mankind a mass exodus to space colonies. What a stupid movie that was. I'm sorry. No, it's that. fine. There, there's, I, it was all right of a movie, but there was parts of it where I'm just like, this, this is weird. What, what, like, why, why would you do it that way? Why is he looking know. through the walls? It's Christopher why? Nolan, man. I don't know. Yeah. Or is that who made it? I forget. I think so. Christopher Nolan's a little weird with the way he makes movies sometimes. It's like Dunkirk, for example. It's like. He wanted to do all practical effects, which is all well and good, but the issue with that is then it just makes it feel so empty in terms of the scale of what it actually was at Dunkirk. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a weird movie. It felt like they kept... Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We can but, talk about Dunkirk later. Yeah. Yes. But I, I do like that idea because it's like, what, what if the beings evolved to a point where they don't need corporeal bodies anymore, for example? I feel like you see that a good bit where it's like they, bit, yeah. they ascended and they've gone on to another, um, yeah. to another plane of existence. And so now they don't, we, we can't recognize them and they can't recognize us because we don't understand. Um, have you seen the, um, or read the short story, the final question by Isaac Asimov? Um, I can't say that I have, but it definitely sounds like an Asimov story. I have, but I cannot remember okay. anything about it right now. Okay, I can explain it then, because it's really interesting. Um, basically, uh, it's, it's stepping through different periods of time. Humanity is going to another star, uh, because uh, they're just, they're expanding. Like, that, it's sci-fi. Um, and yeah. they have access to, I believe, that the, oh no. Um, you trying to remember. Robot. Oh, okay. I thought we thought I thought we were like, oh no, he's disconnected. He's gone no. to the other dimension. He's ascended. <laughs> um, so um, it's multivac, basically an AI, essentially. You know what? And they they the, someone familiar. sits there and asks, "Hey, eventually the star is gonna run out. Can we ever stop the star from running out? Can we ever reverse entropy?" And so the AI goes, "All right, I'll start start calculating that one." Um, and then you jump forward, um, where the suns are starting to s actually starting to explode. Um, and there's a lot of questions of, hey, where is humanity going to go? Um, like, we've taken over all of these galaxies, but we need, but we have to answer the fundamental question of what happens when the universe runs out. And so they ask the AI, and the AI says that they're still 42. They're still processing how to reverse entropy. Um, and then it describes how humanity has sort of transcended bodies and they are just like uh, stretching their consciousness across the universe, looking around everything. They are attached to the universe on a fundamental level. Same thing with the computer. Um, and eventually humanity all condenses down to a single man and they ask if the, if the AI if it can ever uh, reverse um, reverse entropy and then the AI says I need additional computing 
and humanity merges with the AI. And Ooh. then, eventually, thousands upon millions of years later, the AI solves it in the cold blackness of nothing. And it ends with the AI creating light so that way it can re- so it can tell someone. Wow. And then yeah. that's the big bang. And no. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Wait, seriously? Yes. That's what the implication is. So it sounds like V'ger. That's great. From Star from the original Star that's Trek. Great. Came back to f- merge with man and then become this new life form to go off somewhere and create their own life. Yeah. I watched that movie. Or I need um, to watch that movie. Ghost in the Shell probably does it better. I love Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell's pretty it's, great. It's good. It <laughs> it's is. So good. Yeah. I did find out last night that my fiance doesn't like cartoons, but we did watch Ghost in the Shell together, so she likes some stuff. Uh, that's that's <laughs> it. The marriage is off. Well, I'm just waiting her to come to the door with a knife or something. It's fine. She's just gonna wake up. Or... Actually, she's probably too comfortable on the couch to get up. It's fine. <laughs> just gotta find the right one. I did. It's just the way we torment each other. It's fine. But I like yeah. the idea of like human, like you know, the these one civilization rose to such a level that they transcended, you know, the the normal plane. You know, we we can't really recognize it. They become omnipotent and all powerful, and they move on. So like they're not messing around with with humanity and stuff, but like like all the weird stuff that keeps happening, you know that that weird Ghosts? stuff. That I, no, 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 yeah, like it just when weird stuff is going on, I think it's just like the young the the young people, like the kids of the of that civilization, just fucking with 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 us because we're like ants to them. So they're coming in and creating all sorts of weirdness and things like that. I mean, if I was a hyper of all the being, it would be fun to prank lower civilizations. I mean, I, cool. I think that was, wasn't that kind of the concept of Q in the next generation? It's just like the continuum, yeah. they were, they, they were just this so advanced, but they just still were fascinated by human beings. They just like, we were just like walking, talking, uh, yeah. slightly evolved apes to them. So they would just come down and fuck with us just to see what happened. That to me kind of brings up an interesting point that I see sometimes with, you know, these ancient civilizations and things. It's like where the creation myths of a, of another, of one civilization involve the, ancient ones of a long gone civilization. I mean you Or Dune? Um I don't know if Dune would be well actually no no Dune Dune kind of is like that, but that's not really what I'm thinking necessarily. I'm okay. thinking of like um like how the Covenant is in Halo, for example. Um they see the ancient ones as gods and worship them and use the and because of that utilize their technology and things. But it turns out the reasoning and everything behind their religion, um, like the Halo rings, for example, those are actually an ancient super weapon meant to destroy the flood. And they compl- like, like they under- the bits are there, but they misconstrue what exactly these things are, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a concept I've always found as interesting. It's like, oh, we, we worship these ancient peoples and all their artifacts and stuff. It's like, yeah, those, those artifacts you're talking about, that's, that's a nuke. That that will kill us all. Please oh, so don't. it's the, the Planet of the Apes <laughs> movie. It's like we worship this unexploded atomic bomb. I think that's yeah. Fall Three too. Yeah, there's the there's the town you go to, but those guys are just like crazy. Yep, it's a weirdly common thing. I never got it. I mean, if the world was destroyed by a nuclear weapon, I could see a cult springing up in fear of that. You know, but. We're not doing cult cast currently. Yeah, it's it's not that far off from like uh, the cargo cults, where you know they That's a plane really crashes or a plane drops a some cargo, and then you know they build this whole civilization around worshiping this you know magical sky god that brings them things. So it's it's not entirely unheard of. Um, Star Trek's yeah. done it multiple times, where you had yeah. like an AI of some kind or some sort of technology that's been helping sustain a civilization or provide for it or whatever. So it becomes worshiped and looked at as, as something more than what it is. It's not unheard of. Um, I mean, that tends to be what a lot of the discovering of ancient civilizations is, is kind of a cargo cult um, without understanding the implications of things. I mean, to get 
into it, you have like Mass Effect where the um it, it Mass Effect basically the entirety of galactic civilizations is based off of what they think is the Prothean technology, but it's actually based off of technology put by the Reapers, which are this race of highly evolved machines. Um it put there in order to coerce civilization to utilize that and sort of grow in predictable ways. Um, at least oh. that's my understanding of it. But you know, that's that they they use the the mass relays and things, but they don't fully understand them. But they um, they still use them. And same with the citadel, which is put there on purpose to be sort of like a way to make the center of galactic civilization in a spot that they can control and later exploit when they return. I always flip between I like ancient civilizations and I hate them. I don't know. Because I've seen it so often where it's just like, and then this magical thing is magic. And I'm like, I I would like it to be sci-fi. Then I'm also on the same time, like, it is does make things more interesting. So I don't know. I don't have an... I, I would yeah. say an ancient civilization in a story is the same as a lot of uh, writing where the less you know about it, the better. Um, I yeah. think keeping that sort of thing mysterious and not fully known is what adds to the mystery and intrigue of it and really kind of plays up what this civilization is. You know, to go back to Halo again, like the Forerunners, which were the precursor civilization in the Halo games that built the Halo rays, Halo, Halo, Halo. Um, Yo, dog, you like Halos? We decided to put a Halo around your Halo. Yo, dog. Uh, we put rims on this <laughs> one. It spins. <laughs> Yo, dog, your uh, Halo rim spins. <laughs> we put a PS4 now, in there. Uh, okay, now I'm imagining this huge planet-spanning ring with just like one of those really gaudy uh spinning rim designs in the yeah the moonwalkers yeah that's, that's not yeah. what I, was, I, I was imagining like one of the warthogs with like those giant uh, rim, spinning rims on it i'm pretty sure that's in first halo which i need to play but my my original point uh was that in the original Halo games that Bungie made, not not the three four three stuff. <laughs> I can feel the real the Halo games. You look. If yeah. we're gonna get into my thoughts on Bun on three four three, it's gonna be an entirely different podcast that we might need to cut parts for. <laughs> and it'll be bad audio because it's half screaming. Come on. Yeah, the, the microphone can only clip so much. Yeah. To continue my point. Until I go off on another tangent. Uh, the the forerunners in the original Halo games were... You heard about them, and you know why they were gone. But you never really got, like, a... You never really understood who they were specifically, what their civilization was like. And, honestly, part of it was implied that humans were either descendants of the um, Forerunners, or they were picked to be taking up the mantle of Forerunners. But it was never specifically said what humans were, only that they were the ones that were considered the reclaimers to the Forerunners technology. And how does that relate to Marathon? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we do that not is have a, time to talk oh, about boy. that. <laughs> You're just wanting to start fights. No, no, no. This isn't a fight thing. This is a matter of, like, um, we don't have enough time or we... alcohol to talk about it. Yeah, no. If we're getting into the connection of Marathon and Halo, we're going to need a pork board and a lot of string, because it's going to turn into one of those kinds of parties. It's going to be Pepe Silvia real quick. Yeah. It's a cork board, string, and a lot of mixed drinks. And cigarettes. Lot... <laughs> we're going to be chain-smoking cigarettes, and we don't smoke. Only a little <laughs> bit of mushrooms. <laughs> no, no, no. I... You, I, I get where he's going with this. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, but, I've I've watched those Mandalore videos. I, they, I are, uh, they are something else. I love them, and I want more. Uh, yep. But don't worry, Bungie's making another um, marathon. So. Oh boy. You know who knows. Hopefully, it's better than how Destiny went. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? It's still going. Oh, yeah. God. The lives, the, all those live service things. Anywho. What, what fun. 
Oh yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, not to get too into the obstinate of things with three four three because again, uh, I will start screaming. But uh, with with the three four three version, they ended up making the forerunners a known quantity, and you like both visually in the games and just in terms of a lot of their backstory and things, and it just. When you take away the mystique of an ancient civilization like that, it loses all the fascination. It loses the mystique. Exactly. Basically what happens is you're turning you're turning the lights on. Yeah. You yep. don't want to see how the sausage is made, based, you know. I will say sometimes that works for some types of media, but you have to prepare it, it correctly. Yeah. I, I would say that if you're going to do something like that, it needs to be at the very end of your story. Yeah. Um, for example, a lot of horror, you don't want to see the monster, but if you prepare horror right, staring at the monster is part of the fun. Alien is horror with the lights mo- uh, with the lights on, right? You could say that, yeah. 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 You know exactly what's going to happen and exactly yeah. what's what'll happen to these people, and it's yeah. terrifying. Because you saw the first movie, and you know how yeah. dangerous these things are, and now there's a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. But they're going to try to make money on them yet again. <laughs> we we don't talk about anything past Alien 3. <laughs> that is fair. You believe in Alien 3? It's impressive. Oh, okay, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I will hey. say that I've never seen <laughs> Alien 3, but I've heard the director's cut fixes a lot of the issues with it. Same it with Aliens. Terrible. Alien 3 is passable. Once you get past Alien 3, you get severe diminishing yeah, you know, returns. I, I, Kidney Stone is passable too, but... I, I actually didn't mind Alien 3. You, you just gotta understand that they killed Newt off camera. As you do, the child too must die. Because, you know, they mostly come out, you know, in between movies. You bring up something, though, Crispy, where you talk about, like, the, the civilization that, that came before. And the first place my brain went when we, this topic came up was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called, I think it was called The Chase. Where Is that the one where you see where the humans came from? You get to see where all the aliens in our yeah. galaxy came from. Yeah, where... Huh. old one. Pic- yeah, Picard finds out that, you know, one of his old, you know, for anyone that, that's not entirely familiar, but Picard, Captain Picard had a... A leaning, a, a more than passing interest in archaeology that was his, like, his side passion. And he had an old um, mentor who had been, his life's work was trying to track down what he thought was this ancient old lost civilization and, find cl- and was trying to find clues to it. And he discovered clues to it and asked Picard to finish it off. Well, apparently word got out to like Klingons and Romulans and, uh, you know, Maybe even the Ferengi, Cardassians, I don't know. But there was there was like a handful of different races that all found out about this and they all thought that there must be you super know, technology. Yeah, there's super technology involved. We've got to track it down. So what they find out is it's a combination of the it's it's code that is written in all of their DNA that's also encoded in certain artifacts. So they end up traveling to all these different planets and all these different all of the galaxy. Well, they they the only way they can put it together is they all have to share their information. So they all come together, pull it all together, and when they do, it forms essentially this message, and it's a hologram, and you see this. Beam. And that message is drink your oval team. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, uh, but no, it's like this being of you know who explains that you know they were this you know ancient civilization that had achieved the you know the height of technology and the height of, of this or that but that no one was end, around yeah there was nobody else around it was just them and so eventually atrophy eventually uh maybe even warfare or whatever they just they realized that eventually they weren't going to last forever but they were like the only civilization in the galaxy so they traveled around to all these different worlds throughout the throughout the known galaxy seeding their dna into these worlds. And so that's essentially the explanation of like, there's a little bit of them in all of these different species, you know, that explains why they're all humanoid. Exactly. Mm. That's, that's exactly the Mm. explanation they get. This is where we all come from a common place and the hope. And I think it was also like they're like, they were torn apart by 
you know, war and civil fighting and stuff like that. But that the message was like, you know, by leaving this message in a bottle, so to speak, hidden within all of you. And the only way that you can would be able to get it is to come together. And like, maybe this will lead to a, you know, a better world, a, a better, better world, future. a better existence, yeah, more understanding instead of a single society, we can have multiple societies that all can get along by and still be distinct. Um, which was really great, really interesting. And then, and then they just fucked off and never brought it up again. Like yeah. The very next week, like completely ignored, like a fundamental oh, changing like a aspect. Thing. This was, oh, just no, this was episode? a episode, <laughs> a single one episode. episode. Yeah. And it was never brought up again. <laughs> cut, cut to deep yeah. space nine in the dominion war. Even uh, now, people are just sort of like, oh yeah, that's fun. That's why everyone looks the same. It's like, well, there's a bit more that was supposed to be there, but all right. What yeah. does God need with the starship? They did eventually <laughs> <laughs> They did eventually go back and I think they did a, a a book, but most of the books aren't considered, you know, hard canon because a lot of them contradict the stuff that happens in movies and shows. Um, where they we talked about the they called them the progenitors, um, but you know I thought that was a really great and a really interesting idea. I just wish it had gone somewhere because like yeah, said they just kind of dropped it and then that was it. Now, granted, I understand if suddenly everybody in the galaxy is holding hands and singing "Kumbaya" and getting along, that's a really boring television show that yeah. nobody's going to really want to tune in to watch. But at the very least, you could start making like really fun arguments in the middle of like a discussion of like, is this what the progenitor would want you to do to us? And like in the middle of a war yeah. conversation, just like be getting like, is that what dad would want you to do? Or or the arguments would be like, you know, well, they obviously made us smarter or our civilization mm. advanced first, so they must have liked us best. So <laughs> yeah. we're so so we're the the true inheritors. We should be the ones to get to you know to, to be in charge. Yeah, kind of kind of like the whole first among equals thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That that sounds like the Romulans. But there, at the very least, it should be brought up that like everyone knows now. Mm -hmm. You would think yeah. so. Yeah, it's kind of falls into the traps of like TV shows in terms of story. The, the Romulans would and and Klingons, I'm sure, would completely deny it. They would say, "No, that's that's lies, lies, human nah. lies." Who would ever deny facts and reason in favor of a? Never mind. Might get a little <laughs> spicy with that thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That also reminds me of the other trope that you see a lot where, you know, you have the old civilization that was so powerful and so advanced, but yet somehow, you know, either through at their own hands or through their own arrogance, you know, led to their downfall. You see that with Atlantis. Um, you see it with um, what you talked about from Halo, Crispy. The, the Forerunners. Yeah. yeah, you just you see that a lot where you've got this great grand civilization, but somehow they took their eye off the prize or they were too arrogant or they just or they started a war and they wiped themselves out. And so now all you have left are, you know, these bits and pieces that we have to kind of piece together to figure out what happened to them. Yeah. And they and nine times out of ten, they don't do it as like. Oh, look at this tragedy that happened to this great civilization. It's almost always presented as like a moral. Like, you know, don't get so high and mighty or don't get so into, you know, war or whatever, because this could happen to you too, because they were so great and now they were reduced to things. Um, I disagree um for one thing. Wally. Uh, oh yeah. Wally has bait of what a civilization is going to become. Where it's just a bunch of lazy people who have all the robots do everything because why would you not? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wears the same same thing. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I think I'll just stay on Earth. A civilization fell because they got wallied. Like, yeah, that's much more fun where's, to me. Where's that actually? <laughs> I want to see more of that. Um so in the short story, um I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's the one where everyone gets their own god. Yeah, God on every couch. Yeah, God on every couch. Oh. Uh, that also happened where they just forgot to learn on how their technology works because it's all perfect. Huh. 
And then when it starts to break down, they don't remember how to fix it anymore. Yep. As you do. Yeah. I could see now see, I could see that happening with us humans is where we advance to the point where everything is so great that we just kind of stop learning how to make it. And then as soon as everything starts breaking <laughs> breaking down, we're like, uh oops. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Can can some somebody get the machines to build a machine to fix the machines? Just use the algorithm. Yeah, no, thank you. But see, I like the idea of of just that of an ancient civilization that somehow got so advanced, but then fell so low that like we're more advanced than them now. You know, yeah. like like if we were to like meet them, they would be like toddlers to us. Like, show me that. That's what I want to see more of. I'm trying to think. That sounds like something. Oh, it's probably a 40k thing. Eh. Uh, Does it sound like yeah. 40k? Copy C, copy V. Yeah, don't get me started on <laughs> 40k. <laughs> they, we, eventually, we can do a 40k rant cast. I will pass hard. Same. I'm going to piss Never off half the ox. Yeah, maybe. I already don't like 40k. It's not gonna. Nothing's gonna change that. No. Yeah, you'll That's be fair. hard pressed. It seems like every time you see an ancient civilization in sci-fi, they've either came and advanced so far they moved beyond, they ascended, blew themselves up, or some tragedy befell them. It seems like it's always you know like there's the only reason that's the reasons why they're not still around. Can you think of any examples where it's just like this ancient and great civilization, and then they just kind of all spread out and and seeded out and became us? Like, we're all slightly lower, like, lesser than versions of that old civilization. Isn't that in the Star Wars? No, Star Wars treats it weird. It's In Star Wars, it's almost like technology has slightly gone backwards, over the last 25,000 years, but at the same time, it's never really... Why would you need anything better? Like, tech level in Star Wars is is fairly linear throughout the entire history. Like, the only yeah. thing that I can think of significantly changing is, at some point, there was a time before um, hyperdrive, but nobody n remembers that far back. But then there's hyperdrive, and then it's just like technology is everywhere and everybody has it. Like, the only thing I can think of that has significantly changed is the early lightsabers were actually had like a, had a, um, a battery pack on your belt and a, and a cable that ran to it. Oh. Like the early, early, early old lightsabers, the, the yeah. first few generations. That's badass. Oh, I know. Yeah, what my the protosabers were really cool. Just like a proton like pack, but lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until later on that they developed the technology to have entirely self-contained. Yeah, and instead of it being an entire backpack thing, it's like a um, uh, how how big were those battery packs? They they weren't really huge. They were were they flamethrower sized? No, they they were much smaller, a okay. little bit bigger than what you would think. It was like more more like a two handed thing, but oh, then yeah. it just yeah. had a cable that went to your belt, and it was you know a little battery pack about the okay. size of a yeah, yeah like a walk. It's a fanny pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah more or less. But then in over 10,000 years... Listen, no one has learned cloning technology in Star Wars. Nobody figured out how to grow a hand yet. It's sure we have. There's plenty it, of... Yeah. There's plenty of... Most of the problem is a lot, yeah. of the, a lot of the cloning stuff was outlawed. In, in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> there was a young... Was a Jedi, there was a Jedi Academy YA series where, that explored the uh, j young young like jedi apprentices at the jedi temple that luke had formed and one of them is a young clone named doris gaty one who he is his planet everybody on his planet is a clone he's the 81st clone of dorsk and just for whatever reason he developed force powers he got rng'd into force somehow it just <laughs> happened so there are there is cloning stuff that exists in Star Wars. It's just the technology is considered taboo-ish. But, but like everyone, the, like Luke's hand is, you know, really like he's got a robot hand. Why doesn't he have a flesh hand? Fun, funny thing, um, <laughs> Luke got a clone that was uh, cloned from that hand. So yes, Luke, wait, excuse me. 
Yes, yes. in the Dark Empire series, um, <laughs> the Emperor salvaged the hand and yep. had an evil clone of Luke. I thought that was Thrawn. Thrawn didn't do that. The Emperor, ha- well, no, there it, it was Thrawn. It was Thrawn because it was Luke. Luke was with the. Uh, because I I read Last Command. I I, I remember yeah. this. But I remember he yeah he had to he had Luke's blue lightsaber because they salvaged that too, and he had to fight Luke. But it wasn't until his eventual uh, wife Mara Jade jumped in and killed Luke. And of course, there was also a clone, uh, a mad. The, but the cloning process that was imperfect because they didn't have the expertise of the Kaminoans, and the clones would all be a bit mad. Mm-hmm. They were a bit cray cray. This yeah. is very dumb. The new ways. Yes. It's Star Wars. Well, I would say we got to Star Wars. We were going to get there eventually. <laughs> it's a sci-fi topic. Yep. The only one we don't ever talk about Star Wars is when we talk about food. <laughs> we don't really get a lot of food. That's because you we... don't like blue milk. I wanted blue milk. I just put food dye in my milk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh God, you're, you're going to drink your blue milk. You're going to be happy. <laughs> okay, well, you just do some cream de menthe with a little bit of milk and some uh, blue agave, and uh, throw in a little yeah. bit of vodka. It'll be fine. Yeah, I do not that. put vodka. Do not put vodka in your milk. It will curdle. Oh, I, that would curdle instantly. <laughs> you say oh, that we, when we were in college, we invented a drink. Oh God! It was a challenge drink, uh, (laughs) where you would bake. It could be chocolate milk or white milk, didn't matter. But you would mix that with some Everclear, which is 180 proof alcohol, and you would have to 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 do a shot of that, or you know, two sips of a glass. We called it the interrupting cow. That's (laughs) disgusting. <laughs> yes, because you drink oh. it and about halfway through drinking it, you immediately want to vomit. Yeah, because you mixed fucking milk with alcohol. Ugh. Oh, that sounds terrible. That it's like the worst terrible. white Russian ever. <laughs> white faced because you're pale from drinking it. See, that's what killed all the ancient organiz- uh, civilizations, is they just had really bad booze. It oh. rotted their brains. No, worse. They had really good booze. We made moonshine in our Starship's <laughs> fusion drive. <laughs> yes, they, they, yeah. No, that's the point. They evolved to the point where they could drink uh, the, the engine fuel for their Starships, and oh, so they, they ended up drinking it all, and they, and they didn't have any fuel left. They got stranded yeah. out in space. <laughs> Gotta have that Torbado juice. Look, all I'm saying is it might not run long, but you could run an uh, internal combustion engine on moonshine for a while. It might wreck it. For a while. But you could. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, TM. Until Until the engine block becomes. Maybe on a carbureted (laughs) engine. Fuel injection might be a little bit too spicy. So, as it turns out, um, they were considering you to seeing uh, using pure alcohol as rocket fuel. That doesn't surprise me. Um, apparently, it wasn't very good because all of the no. Navy... <laughs> the Navy, uh, every time they went in to check the fuel levels, it just kept going down a little bit more. Huh. Hmm. Mm. Weird. Immediately. <laughs> I don't know where all this booze went. Anyway, I'm going to go lay down. Why is the Ensign stumbling? Why is everybody on this aircraft carrier blotto? <laughs> yeah. Why why is E3 and above all drunk? Huh. Anyway. You definitely wouldn't want to put uh, any of those on like a, a nuke sub. <laughs> that would end horribly. What? Moonshine is glowing. Morale has never been higher. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Morale has never been higher, but that's because none of your boomers will boom. They just sit there. Look, if if our sailors can't get drunk in a submarine, you know. It's just un-American. <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine that happening, where it's like, all right, we got the nuclear order. Turn the key. Click. What? what <laughs> click, click. Nothing happens. It's like, check the engine. It's like, eh, it's empty. It's like, damn it, Wilkins. <laughs> Instead, they... Oh, oh, God. Oh, brain stopped. 
No, brain is entirely brain, brain, stopped. Brain hurdy. Yeah. I've always thought that being assigned to a nuclear sub or any kind of sub really would be a great way to quit smoking. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like they're just going to let you light up there, you know? I would hate to be on a submarine. Pressurized can at the bottom of the ocean. It's the worst that could happen. So I can imagine, like, you know, the the captain of the sub is going through a really bad divorce and he had just quit smoking. So he's just like, so he just like, he keeps ordering them like every, you know, six hours or so to do an emergency surface so we can go up, uh, up top and like, you know, chain smoke uh, real quick. Yeah. The hatch opens and just smoke pours out. <laughs> the ultimate hotbox. soldier. Or, or you go into go to the head and you run a tube oh. through it, right? To the outside. And you're bl <laughs> blowing all the smoke through the toilet to try to get it out of the ship. Uh, or no, no, they call the, they, ca they call them boats. I'm sorry. Well, you just reminded me that sub that sank because of a toilet flush. So I'm just wondering if that was related. I, I can imagine them surfacing the sub. They crack the hatch open. It just, just the huge plume of smoke. Someone figured out how to make a toilet bomb. Or they just, you know, he was in there smoking his ciggy, and you know, he threw the threw the butt into the toilet, and it somehow jammed the pipe. How big's that pipe? <laughs> um, who knows? I've always wondered, what do they do with their trash in the subs? Um, do they just dump it out? All of their reactor rooms have a Mister Fusion. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's that yeah. simple. Hey. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just just throw it in the nuclear reactor. Sure, we we've got a little. We have a little door where it's like, all right, this is the incinerator door. Do not open this unless you have absolutely have to throw away your garbage. <laughs> no, they they take all the garbage to down to the torpedo room. They just load up one of the one of the tubes. Problem solved. They they launch a cruise missile of trash at their enemies. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where do you? Why do you think that uh, that Great Pacific garbage patch? Why do you think it gets there? That's that's all like you know, oh, stuff oh that's been shot out of the Pacific Fleet. <laughs> They're just sitting there, like, all right, we got to pull up to the garbage bin, and they just <laughs> 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 they service and like it's just a line of soldiers up top bringing the garbage, can just chunk, 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 chunk. <laughs> that that or a hatch opens, and it's like one of those garbage trucks where it has the mechanical arm on the side of it to pick up trash cans, but it's just <laughs> dumping them out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got the next one. We got five of these. Man, I hate Tuesdays. How did we get here? How the fuck did we get <laughs> I, I here? I don't know. How do we get anywhere? We're talking about ancient civilizations, and now we're talking about dumping trash off a submarine. What the fuck is happening? I don't know, but it's it's we're having a good time. That's what matters. I just need to know the chain of events, so I need to so I know I'm not going crazy. So to bring it back, um, uh, roadside picnic. Ah, yes. yep, yes, yeah. That is a trash uh, planet. America is the trash, or sorry, Russia is the trash planet. And so everyone just, uh, they just dump their shit off. And now we're using it. And we're like, hey, look, we can make batteries out of these things if we just fuck with it this way. Yes, just don't touch, you know, the forbidden slime. Yep. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a room temperature superconductor. Cool. Or, uh, yeah, don't touch the forbidden slime and look out for the invisible gravity traps. Um, don't touch that yeah. when you'll have monkey babies. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just being around <laughs> turns monkey babies. Yeah. That's an actual thing. Oh, man. it's a messed up book series. Yeah. And then There's after what? a while, you know, every, all the, the corpses start rising from the dead and returning home. And, you know, you just have to live with them. Yeah. Hey, as long as they pay the rent, I don't give a fuck. I was like, "All right, Jeff. I know you're an undead corpse, but you need a job." Then you just start, just turn them all into cart pushers, like they did at the end of uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Ethical use of the dead. I could totally see that happening. I've seen enough brain dead people at Walmart. I know who the fuck is on. <laughs> Can they pick up things? They're probably not going to hit in any uh, any more vehicles than the <laughs> the ones that got doing it now. Yeah. They're, they're moving slower, so it's safer. Exactly. Yeah, that, yes.
No, here's what you do. You just take all the zombies, knock their teeth out so they can't bite any bite anybody, and then just scrap those uh, strap those cameras to their head that they use for like Google Maps and just let them wander around the world. Uh, <laughs> right? That would make some amazing Google Maps. <laughs> Don't put it past Google. If they yeah, think they could yeah. do it and not have to pay people to drive those cars around, they'll try it. Wouldn't put anything past Google. Oh god, what if that's what's it, like if a if we're an ancient civilization and Google is all that's left, whoever comes across our remains to discover. No, it, you know, sometimes 10,000 years in the future, humanity's gone and some alien species comes to earth and we've left like a, uh, behind some like little like beacon, right. That can, that can interact with anyone that wants to come by and learn about us. And so they, they pull and up and they, uh, they, they activate it and, uh, and suddenly it's just clip a holographic clippy pops up and he's like, so seems like you'd like to know about Earth. Would you like help with that? Oh, my God. <laughs> or worse, you get what that's where all of the Omega chats uh, went to. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> just put all the chat logs and like, oh, no, that's this Ozzy, is. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. It's the repository of dick pics. Oh, there you go. It's the, the uh, foot wiki. It's the foot wiki. Oh That's God. what it is. <laughs> see, see, this is what we need to do as a species. We need to make sure that we have an archive of our most cursed shit for whenever whatever alien civilization discovers us. <laughs> they can't think we're too normal. Yeah, someone That's delete TikTok now. <laughs> Dear God, please. Because yeah, if all that's left is TikTok... I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> oh my God. Some, somewhere, ancient aliens... Or, or aliens out somewhere in the deepest uh, edges of space are uh, are just watching like millions of year old YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> they're just watching Steve Emery. <laughs> <laughs> this human appears to eat contaminated food, but he enjoys it. One hundred Earth years must be different than us. Neat. Mm -hmm. uh... Look at look, look at these uh, these scientific. Uh, our science, scientific, uh, whatever the fuck, uh, documenta documentaries about this most most uh, important space facility, number thirteen. I want to talk to that archaeologist. Look at the scientific, whatever the fuck. These <laughs> <laughs> fucking aliens had all this bullshit. We should. Somebody <laughs> should be putting together an archive of all the best internet memes and. And whatnot, and gags, and like, like, what have you, and put it somewhere so that we can leave that behind. That's to me, that's a better example of what humanity is. Just random in jokes, just like all the different memes, like everything that's existed, like all of the memes and stuff. And you all condense it down. You put it into this like whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, a little probe or something. We'll shoot it out into the into the cosmos, and maybe some civilization finds it. You know, and they figure out some manner to activate it and interact with it. And when they hit play and it whirls up and, and opens up a holographic display and it's just a Rickroll. Oh, my God. Either that or Pepe or both. A Rickroll would be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a Rickroll, but it's but somebody's transposed Pepe LaFrog's face on top of Rick Astley's. There we go. Yep. Yep. I, I could see that. Somebody, cool. somebody get on that. Yeah, the universe's greatest rickroll. <laughs> Honestly, if we if we rickroll a civilization that finds us like millions of years in the future, that would that would make my. They'd be like, you know what? Civilization was worth it. <laughs> this is the fun thing about um, I, you said something earlier, Helian, that 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 kind of gave me a thought. Where, you know, I think a lot of the reason you see these ancient civilizations in these stories is sort of the. Uh, the moral lesson that comes along with them, or just the lesson that comes along with them uh, in terms of the civilization that discovers them in the story. I mean, pretty much often it's humans, but you know, just humans tend to show up a lot in human media. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I think there's something to that where it, it, it's, they, it sort of serves as a lesson of what not to do or like a moral lesson. However, however, it's written in the story for humanity. 
which, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like that's where a lot of storytelling ends up being. Well, especially, I think you, you're right. I think you see that a lot in sci-fi because it's, you know, the old, the old adage that science fiction writers don't write to predict the future. They write to warn us of the future. And I think it, it goes back to like what I was saying with, um, with Plato and Atlantis, that most people feel like the whole thing of Atlantis was essentially was a, a tale, a morality tale. It's like, you know, no great civilization should get so big of itself that it inevitably it can fall. You know, don't be so hedonistic, you know, be, you have to be willing to continually re-examine. And I think that's where you get uh, that same thing with a lot of your sci-fi stuff. It's like, you know, look at this, you know, we think we have reached this new pinnacle. You know, we are amazing now. We are incredible. But no, 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 no. Look, there was this civilization even far more advanced than we were. And, and you know, they could still end. They could still fail. So it's it's a lot of times it's it's a lot of that. Or or the, you know, you know, we we can do all these things, but should we? You know, we, we, yeah. we've developed all this great technology, but should we be exploring this? Because look what, look what happened to these or look what could happen and stuff. So I, it's, like you said, I think it's about warning us of as we advance, as we continue, as we grow to let's do it with a conscience and with a soul and to ask ourselves, not, not just can we do this or can we go here or become this or create this, but should we? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I wholly agree there. I think that's a, a really good way, and kind of what you want for a lot of that. Um, when it comes to showing ancient civilizations in sci-fi, like most know. things in sci-fi, it's really good when it's a mirror, not just a picture. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and I. Do we want to end the podcast here? I, I was going to say, I think that's a really good spot to end it on. Okay, then. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, just remember, the best way to be an archaeologist is with a fifth of jack and a shovel. <laughs> but it helps to have a really cool fedora. Yeah, and an obituary from the 90s. <laughs> and an indestructible uh, fridge. All right. Yeah, okay, uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, this has been the Ox Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Wait a minute. That wasn't the guy from Ancient Aliens.